You're listening to the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. You can find out more about this and other network shows, as well as Small Town Monsters films, books, our upcoming Kickstarter campaign, and much more at smalltownmonsters.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of STM Live. That was a quick little preview reel from the show that we're talking about tonight on the Trail of UFOs. And we will get there very, very shortly after a few very important announcements. Uh, We have a new episode of The Lore You Know coming for you guys on Monday. I'm not going to tell you who the guest is. That's a surprise. Uh, But if you haven't heard our most recent episode with Mr. Adam Dugan, who you you might be hearing from again very shortly. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, definitely check that out on your podcasting platform of choice. You can also listen to this show on your favorite podcasting platform. And, and very exciting, there is a new episode of Bigfoot Beyond the Trail from Mr. Alexander Petikov available right now for squad members. Squad members are the term that we affectionately use to refer to our YouTube channel members. So you can check that out right now in 4K without ads and it will be available worldwide in an ad-supported format on Sunday. And uh, maybe uh, that might be the only announcement going on. Oh, wait, no, it's not, because Kickstarter is happening tomorrow. We are less than 24 hours away from the launch of the 2024 Kickstarter campaign. We will be going live again. Again, wherever you're watching this, you can come back and hang out with us again tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We will be doing uh, film previews, uh, never before seen footage from some of our upcoming films. I haven't even seen these yet. I don't even know what movies they're from. I just know that they've never been seen before. So come back and check that out. We'll be doing trivia, giving away a whole bunch of prizes, including these one of a kind stainless steel tumblers from our friend Lisa Thorpe. Um It's going to be really difficult for me not to just talk about all the cool stuff that's coming up uh, with the Kickstarter campaign over the next hour. So instead of doing that, even though I could, uh, I do want to mention that be sure to check back on our social channels tomorrow for the uh, final, final Kickstarter reward announcement. Uh, Not going to say anything else because I might give something away and then I'll get in trouble and my boss is here tonight. So without further ado, I would like to welcome back to STM Live, Small Town Monsters COO, Adam Dugan. Hey, buddy. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. I'm fantastic. And ready also, tomorrow? yeah. Oh, dude, I'm so ready. Like I said, I'm going to have to stop myself from just talking about tomorrow all night. I know. Yeah. I'm having dreams slash nightmares about it. I'm not sure which one they are. I'm, I'm going to say dreams because that's better. Feels yeah. Better. Yeah. I had a dream that I'll, I'll wait until our, our second guest is up here. But um, uh, also, Mr. Seth Breedlove, of course. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I got him. <laughs> uh, hey, hi, how are you? I'm sorry. I wasn't looking at what you were doing. No, it's um, okay. No, I had a dream last night that the Kickstarter happened, like it launched and everyone showed up, like, you know, everybody. But it was a, an in-person event, not a virtual one. That's a nightmare. Sounds expensive. <laughs> we we have had since the beginning. We get uh, frequent um, questions and comments with people wanting to know like where the event is located, and they'll it, like give me the address for where the Kickstarter is located. Uh, so that's 
that's been a frequent misconception going back to 2014 2015 okay. so we should probably clarify that the kickstarter is not a physical in-person event mm -hmm. um, but it is something that is on the internet yeah yeah and if people don't know what a kickstarter is which is also common uh, the Kickstarter is is a crowdfunding event, uh, which is uh, found at uh, smalltownmonsters.com or wait, kickstarter.com. And then you search for small town monsters. Um, crowdfunding is uh, basically you put money into what we are going to create throughout the year and you get a bunch of really cool, really cool rewards in exchange for that. Bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Remind me to talk about Brandon's injured back uh during the during the making of on the trail of ufos because i saw a clip in the intro and it reminded me of some stories i have well let's yeah why don't we get right into that because we've been talking bigfoot on this show for several weeks and that's great i loves me some bigfoot um but i really really like ufos so let's get right into it. I'm really excited about this. As always, everybody, please drop your questions and comments in the chat. Um, we're talking on the trail of UFOs. It's going to be super fantastic. Uh, oh, Grant does have a comment regarding tomorrow night that I want to make sure we address before I forget. Uh, I have the Academy tomorrow night. Grr. That's a bummer, Grant. We will miss you, but you can still sign up for the Kickstarter anytime during the month of February, even if you are busy tomorrow night. And the live stream, we just leave up typically the, the actual live stream. We leave up as a viewable video for the duration. So you'll be able to, I guess, watch that. Um, I was going to say posthumously, but that's not, that's not right. Uh, but you'll be, you'll be able to watch it after we're done recording. Hopefully we're still alive. Retroactively? Is that <laughs> yes. Right? Retroactively. Ah, retroactively. Yeah. Yeah important important thing of note and we'll reiterate this as it comes up but you can join the campaign anytime during the month of february so um so here's a question i have for you guys that i'm really excited to get out there before the audience asks better questions than me um there's Mary, a lot oh yeah totally i'm looking at the comments right now um <laughs> uh there's a lot going on in the ufo world right now so i'm glad that this film is available on youtube at the time that it is um Knowing what you may or may not know now about the state of UFOs and UAPs, how would you approach on the trail of UFOs differently? And that's a question for both of you. Um, yeah, I have thoughts on that. Um, the number one thing, well, I'm, thankfully, I'm going to get to tackle this stuff again uh, this year in the present, you know, sort of climate that surrounds the, the UFO subject but uh the biggest thing i think i wish i had done a little bit more because i think it's very present in my mind now is really pushed um a little bit heavier the the sort of general gist of the show which is that um you know it's said time and time again kind of throughout the show that there there is much more of a focus on the uh, politicized side of, of the UFO phenomenon now and less of a focus on just witnesses, um, people who have experienced things, um, the, the general public that the quote unquote, nobody's out there that see UFOs have sort of been replaced by 
Air Force pilots and government officials. And it's it's amazing that we have those people coming forward to talk about the subject for sure. And I'm not downplaying military members talking about encounters or anything like that. But there has become this sort of it's a very uh, there's a very big focus on that uh, right now, especially in the mainstream. Uh, whereas I still feel like when you hear just a general sort of man on the street talk about a UFO encounter, it's still sort of played off for laughs a lot of the time in the mainstream. So uh, the whole focus of the show, the whole message of the show, if there was one, was sort of that, you know, we can't throw out the baby with the bathwater or, you or know, weird, yeah, matter. yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, we can't throw out the, 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 <laughs> we can't throw out the, uh, just your average, uh, citing, uh, reports just because they don't contain the, the military element. Um, you know, I mean, we very specifically opened the very first episode with a, a an account that had happened, like 30 years prior to 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 um, when we filmed this, that was just a kid who had seen a UFO. Um, and you see much less of a focus on that today and much more of a focus on on, you know, these these military encounters or whatever's going on in Congress or, you know, whatever halls of of the Pentagon that that have captured people's imagination and um, I don't know. I get it. I get why that stuff's important, but it's also not the stuff that drew me to the topic in the first place. I'm not super interested in panel hearings and that kind of thing. I get why it's important, but it's not, you know, we can't, we can't ignore the, uh, just, just the general reports in favor of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, cause that's where this originates, you know, before congressional hearings, before headlines, people were sharing these stories with one another and growing up hearing about them. So, that's always been one of my favorite things about this series, but yeah. Yeah. Well, if I had realized, especially today, like <clears throat> UFO Twitter is, well, first of all, it's a dumpster fire, but um, second of all, it's like almost entirely people arguing over Senate hearings and the, all this kind of stuff regarding UFOs. And there's, there's very little focus on actual, ufos or analyzing ufos or you know that kind of thing it's it's more people arguing over different politicians roles in the in the phenomenon and whether they're doing enough or whether they're a government shill or you know it's also been dominated the topic's also been dominated by conspiracy theory um mm. which I, you know I, I don't it's a it's a slippery slope once you go down it yeah there's a fine line between conspiracy theory and many other things mm -hmm. but that's a topic for another day perhaps um <laughs> adam you were on the shoot what do what do you think yeah it's, as... it's weird because i was i was hearing seth say that and i agree with all of that but then my interest has been peaked as of late um i feel like i always have a way to bring this up but it's just it's just how my brain works is that i i love airplanes i love like that kind of stuff and, and with David Fravor's encounter, you know, whatever you want to make of that or, or whatever off the, you know, off the, out off the West coast on the, the Nimitz. And then there was another gentleman who had a pot, who uh, had an encounter off the East coast with some sort of um, something in the water or coming out of the water or whatever. Um, 
me just being interested in that subject of like military aviation and then hearing these guys talk about it, I've always really enjoyed uh, the idea of UAPs or UFOs or whatever, but it's actually been peaked for me more, not the Senate hearings and whatever. I, I'm 100% on board. Like I, I don't care who argues what and who stands on this side of the aisle versus this side of the aisle. Um, so that, that piece for sure. And then I guess maybe it's come to light as of late. I'm sure it's been a, I'm sure it's been something for, for a long time, but the idea of not them, them not coming from up there, but coming from down there or something like that. Um, and the idea of kind of the more terrestrial base of UFO encounters and what are other options out there? Obviously like you're, your thought, your your mind goes to space and goes to whatever's up there. But I think that there's some stuff to be explored um, down there too. But Seth is my boss, so I agree with everything that he just said, one hundred percent. And I, I, yeah, one hundred percent. I'm on board. <laughs> well, that's a fun line of speculation too. But it's also, what is a more frightening prospect that they're coming from up there? or that they're already here possibly underneath. Yeah. And maybe they started there and ended and stopped here and are going to head back up at some point. I don't know. I don't know what their what their uh you know Google Maps. I don't know what I don't know what they've got sketched out, but I almost said MapQuest and I was like, yeah, I'm definitely from the 80s for sure cuz I just almost said MapQuest. I remember MapQuest. Yeah, okay. I'm sure well, a that couple of people watching not remember MapQuest. Shout out in the chat if you remember MapQuest. <laughs> <laughs> um, and very important, uh, shout out to our new squad members, Liz Haight and Fireman John. Thank you for joining the squad. We appreciate you guys. You make what we do possible. Um, we do have a couple questions from the audience, so we will we will do those. Our friend BH asks, Aaron, how do I contact you without social media? Um, BH, you can send an email to contact us at smalltownmonsters.com, and uh, it will be sent to me. So, I've got his phone number. Do you want to? I can put it in the chat. I can. I can yeah. give you guys his personal uh, home address if you want. Yeah, address too. Yeah. <laughs> they do have those things. <laughs> Uh, but yes, if any any questions, comments you guys have, or uh, individual person you're interested in reaching out to, contact us at smalltownmonsters.com. We can we can figure that out for you. Uh, so BH does have a question for us. Uh, so first question from me: Do you think UFOs will help other areas of the unexplained get more attention and serious scrutiny? Hmm. It is. <laughs> It depends on what we're talking about with like get more attention. Sure. Um, <clears throat> if we can like definitively prove that UFOs are real or not. I mean, we know UFOs are real. Like we know there's things in the air that we haven't been able to identify. So they're real. What they are, where they're from. That's what we don't know. If one of those things is able to be sort of identified, um, I do think people might take other topics more seriously or maybe not take them more seriously, but cast a larger spotlight on them. What I would say will happen is it will be much more in the vein of entertainment than serious governmental hearings and things like that regarding those subjects. I can't, 
there's no reality that I can picture where we're having like congressional hearings about ghosts. Um, you know, but, but as far, but for sure, I could, I could definitely see, you know, the history channel or whatever, pumping out an additional 20 shows about this stuff each year. Um, you know, and I say that as someone who traffics in these topics, you know, myself so we, we 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 make we make our own stuff about about ufos and bigfoot and and hauntings and all that kind of stuff but i think we do it from a much more grounded place than mm -hmm. network television i think it'd be commercialized like every like everything else like that's i think it's going to be it would be more that avenue we'd see more inquiry and only in as much as it could make uh financial sense for you know whatever whatever entity you know, like I could, I mean, I can just imagine like actually having, I don't know if it would be like a, you know, the, a little green man, but whatever, a reality show, like he's getting used to living on earth or, you know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds crazy, but I feel like that would be like the, the thing, like it, it's not that hard. he's getting used to living on earth, <laughs> but he's about to find out. <laughs> That being human is is not really neat. <laughs> no, yeah. I was gonna say I, I I could envision a future <clears throat> probably not that far off where we're seeing more reality shows focusing on eyewitness testimony or investigating reports, but maybe they're running on networks that didn't previously run this kind of stuff. You know, like instead of just History Channel and Discovery, maybe they're showing up on Bravo or yep. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, we're already seeing that with like uh, uh, 60 minutes and TMZ and stuff get covering UFOs. Who would have pictured that 10 years ago? Fox um, News put out a, a cattle mutilation documentary mm -hmm. very, very shortly after the release of Night Visitors. Um, yeah. I've never forgotten that. I never will. But. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, I, th I think for sure we'll see more entertainment focused on this stuff. I don't know if we'll see. Yeah scientific studies taking it very seriously bigfoot is always going to ebb and flow there's always going to be s some guy at a university doing something relating to bigfoot um and the bulk of the the scientific community will scoff at it and not take it seriously and that's just the future for bigfoot until it's definitively proven to exist but I think we've definitively proven, like you said, Seth, that there are there's something in the in the sky that we don't know what it is, and it's that. I mean, I think that's like without a shadow of a doubt, it's there, mm -hmm. and it's and you know that kind of the I don't know. I it's it's like it's it's already. I think it's already been it's already been proven that that it's there. Yes. So I think you're seeing now the TMZ pick it up and those kinds of things. Like that's what happens when something is essentially definitively proven. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be taken and, and ran with it as far as it can go until, you know, uh, you know, those worms from tremors are discovered. And then it's yeah. going to be the tremors get used to living above ground. Because you know? <laughs> yeah. we, we basically got everything at this point other than, you know, the president getting behind a microphone and going, the aliens are real. I've yeah. seen them myself. They go yeah. by Bill. And I don't know why the president is Nixon now. But I don't know. It, it's it's a whole like we've got just about everything other than that. Yeah, I think that's yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Bigfoot, going back to Bigfoot for a moment, our friend Metallica four five six seven asks Seth, "What do you think about the UFO Bigfoot connection?" Well, I don't think there is a UFO Bigfoot connection. 
So that's like, I don't, uh, the, the, we, we, I feel like we talk about this every time I do a show, but we do there, there, <laughs> the number of actual reports, and I'm not talking about like just anonymous people posting online, but reports that come to investigators that tie UFOs to Bigfoot, whether it's a sighting of a Bigfoot walking out of a UFO or a Bigfoot in proximity to a ufo the, the the actual number of those reports that come to invest investigators are almost non-existent now you have investigators who for some reason they do get a larger number of those reports i don't know if it's that people just see them as a safe place to kind of you know come to with their outlandish story. And when I say outlandish, I don't mean that they made it up. I'm saying that they see their own encounter as being pretty out there. And they think I, I have to find someone to tell this to, but you know, uh, this flesh and blood kind of guy isn't going to believe it. So I'm going to talk to Stan Gordon, for instance. I, d I don't know what accounts for that. Um, I personally don't think there is a, a connection between UFOs and Bigfoots. Um, just because of the fact that I, oh, I mean, there's also the fact that <clears throat> I've been doing this for 10, 10 years. I've probably conducted 200 plus interviews, 300 interviews, something like that. I've never spoken to a witness who claimed to have encountered a Bigfoot in proximity with a UFO exiting a UFO. That doesn't mean I haven't told stories about those things or, you know, uh, relayed encounters from people like Stan Gordon that did, but me personally, I've never interviewed a, a witness. Maybe if I do that, it will change my mind a little bit. Um, but I just don't, I don't buy a direct connection between UFOs and Bigfoot. I just don't. And by the way, um, this is this is a, always a hot button topic for some reason, and people get really in their feelings over the fact that they aren't that that I say these things. You don't, you know, whatever your opinion is is totally fine, but that's mine. I think that's fair. You got anything on this one, Adam? No, I mean, I I do I I think that uh, I don't think that there's a I don't think there's a connection. I think sometimes like correlation is is misinterpreted as causation a bit you know and if you look at maybe some of the areas that there are there is reported bigfoot activity tend to be fairly remote tend to be on the outskirts or, or whatever uh, I, you know it makes sense to me that there are not a lot of lights in the sky in those really remote areas things are going to be easier to see and and whatever i, I mean that's that's a, like that that's probably a hard line to draw there but i'm just saying i think that there are sometimes those situations appear to be connected um, are not as not as often connected as it might seem because obviously you're going to hear the the off one here and there or it's going to be reported like Seth said to somebody like Stan Gordon or, or someone who seems like well they're going to at least listen to my story so I'm going to bring it here and then he's going to talk about it and he's obviously very well known for his work in the world of Bigfoot as well so I think I, I I'm not doubting that you know uh, uh, just numbers say that every now and then two weird things will happen at the same time doesn't necessarily mean that they're connected in any way uh, there's probably a lot of other circumstantial things that are happening that are causing that potentially i would think well it's also the fact that even in the case of like stan gordon and the chestnut ridge stuff and again i'm not 
I want to reiterate, I'm not saying these things don't happen or people don't have odd encounters because I've interviewed Stan who has interviewed people who've claimed these things have happened. So I'm not saying they, they don't happen. I'm saying I haven't spoken directly to a witness about them enough to make a judgment call, um, a final, like a definitive judgment call. Um, but, but now I lost my train of thought. Something about Stan. Oh, the, the reports that Stan took, particularly in the seventies, which is sort of the flap that everyone associates. The reason people ask this question at least partially, whether they realize it or not, goes back to Stan Gordon's investigative work on, on the Chestnut Ridge. Uh, Dr. Paul Johnson, like the work he did on the Chestnut Ridge, a lot of it goes back to, to the Chestnut Ridge stuff. The creatures that people were seeing were not your traditional Bigfoot creature. They had abnormally long arms and were extremely slender, glowing red-eyed hairy things so we say that's a bigfoot um but the the creatures that were seen in conjunction with a ufo were not your traditional ufo uh bigfoot type creature um so i just wanted to point that out yeah seeing something weird i mean you're going to associate it with something and so mm -hmm. it's a general humanoid shape and it's tall and you're it's in an area uh you're not familiar with seems uh as as bobo would say it seems seems pretty squatchy you know and you see this thing you're like that's, that's i saw a bigfoot but uh a lot of times i don't i don't think maybe you know what you saw and you're reporting a bigfoot and you're seeing a tall green man or mm -hmm. whatever color i don't i don't know yeah he's just getting used to life here on earth just listen he's got he's got a he's got a tlc camera right behind him just following him watching him touch grass for the first time <laughs> earth grass but he's about to find out that earth grass <laughs> is different from spabergen grass no I, I think that's a great question um and i, I always like to have I, I like to have our guests answer that question on this show because it's it's a fun line of speculation so yeah thank you metallica appreciate that uh michael tovar our friend michael asks seth enjoyed the recent ufo show i cannot remember who said it uh but there was a comment during the show about how the ufo sightings over the decades the aircraft descriptions change thoughts yeah that's i think episode two the changing face um was entirely about descriptions and how over the course of like 150 years we can kind of well i guess even further back than that we can kind of track the the descriptions of these things changing from you know the airships of the late 1800s into the early 1900s where they're almost zeppelin like or you know you know some sort of hovering blimp um to the 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 flying saucers that we associate with the cold war era uh and then you know you get into the black triangles of the late 2000 or the the late 90s early 2000s and then we're at present day which is sort of like tic tacs and jellyfish um <clears throat> there's there is a progression and what's odd is it does kind of track with the technology of the time um, and so you got these airships, which sort of recall like HG Wells in, in a time, you know, before we have airplanes and things like that. And then you get airplanes and all of a sudden it's this round floating disc that seems 
futuristic in the <laughs> in the 40s and 50s. Uh, today, it seems, you know, it's it's awesome. It's the vision of a UFO that we all hold, but it's not necessarily the dominant thing that is seen today. Uh, what that accounts for, I don't know. That's kind of the point of that episode is, you know, is it that the phenomenon is uh, intelligent and it's just sort of creating, manifesting something in the air that is is what we want to see, you know, that the people at that time might understand? Um, or is it, are the others uh, evolving their technology over time? Um, you know, I mean, there's there's any line of speculation you can go down. I don't have a particular theory about it, um, but I think it's very interesting that, you know, especially, you know, that I guess the late 80s, even into the early 2000s, and I guess up to present day, sort of the, the dominant um, craft that people talk about are the, the giant triangles, you know, and so I don't know. I don't know what that accounts for. I don't know. I don't have a theory one way or the other, but you cannot, you, you can't take an honest look at the subject and not notice that somehow these, these craft seem to be sort of changing with the times. Hmm. I enjoy the idea that we're looking at multiple factions or races or, you know, types of visitors and they're coming from different places. <clears throat> maybe, maybe earth is a, is a weird tourist stop for aliens on their way to God knows where, but Shpaboodle. Yeah. Shpaboodle. The grass yeah. on Shpaboodle is always greener. It's what my grandma told me. But they're about to find out that the grass. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it's, to that point. I just, I put it in a, in a chat and I don't, I, so you might want to preview the link first or whatever, but if, if you've never looked at a, uh, um, it's a new stealth bomber that the U.S. has called a B-21 Raider. I, the I'm first thing I saw, right I now, thought yeah. of when I looked at it, if you look at the front profile, it looks like a saucer UFO. It's flat. The canopy goes up like this. Its profile's super thin. I, it looks like every description of a saucer UFO with a little bubble on top that we've all we've all seen and grown up with. And uh, you know, I, I, th I think that that's interesting. And that gets into the whole subject of Area 51 and all of that kind of stuff. Like, where's then the question is, where is that technology coming from? Like, why do we know to make designs that look like this? How do how do we know that these are faster, more fuel efficient, harder to pick up on uh, traditional like um, military radar, um, you know, surface air radar, things like that? Like, where do we get that from? Um, I think that's an interesting question because you can go, oh, it's just a, you know, it's one of our, it's a classified aircraft. So, but we needed, we had to learn that stuff from somewhere. And if you look at the advancement in our aviation technology over the last hundred years, it is wild how fast we've gone from, hey, we're, we're not flapping our wings and we're flying to we're, you know, twice the speed of sound going continents away. What that's me talking like everyone I hear outside here in Tennessee. And that's how we talk. Like I am. Yeah. Um, that's but the right brothers. <laughs> <clears throat> well, we're also yeah. we're in an era now where any potential UFO evidence, okay, it could be a drone, it could be experimental military technology, it could be an AI generated deep fake. Like 
it, it's it's difficult now, I think, more than it probably ever has been to assess evidence as being legitimate or not legitimate. And that's somehow connected back to the question. I just don't remember how. We're all distrusting as a society now. We, we, there's so much out there that, A, we feel like we've not been told, uh, and B, that we just don't know about because technology is advancing so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. You know, I think probably when we all saw like Jurassic Park for the first time, we were like, I'm pretty sure those are real dinosaurs. I don't know how they got them. Maybe I was just a really dumb kid, but I was like, I did not. No, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, you didn't know, but now you almost get, it's almost, you almost get tired of seeing this, this CGI, like dinosaurs and monsters and whatever. And you kind of want the more, uh, you want the, the more uh, tangible, Correct. tactile, like old school universal monsters costumes because you could tell they were there in the physical space but it's the line is so blurry now and it's it's gone so far um that i think like just general distrust anyway back to the point earlier like what if we did have an alien sitting in front of us being like hey i'm i am an alien from shaboodle and i'm here and we're like no it's a deep fake it's not it's not real buy it i i I know what shaboodle I know what Shaboodle Ian's are like, and that's not one of them. That's not one of them. They have <laughs> rainbow eyes. Mm-hmm. I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, great question, Michael. Thank you. That was a fun one. Um, here's a very important one from our friend, Mr. Dollar Store Gloves. Are you afraid that the U.S. government will name other UFO videos they release after candy, like Google does with Android? I couldn't even get through that. I mean, we got the Tic Tac video, the Take Five videos next. Uh, the Big Cup is coming. Uh, Go the, Fast is a is an energy drink. I'm yeah, is it fast. okay? And I'm, right. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it could be. Yeah, it's terrifying. Uh, Anything that involves the U.S. government, <laughs> the U.S. Oh. government talking about here's the problem I have with it is when 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 the government gets involved with UFOs, do you become more accepting of UFOs being real or less accepting? And I think it's going to be an interesting thing to watch our country divide politically over UFOs because this is going to happen too, uh, like we have over everything else because it's an inevitability. That, mm-hmm. that will be that that will be coming down the pipe. Yeah. Well, you've already seen even just back in June when those congressional hearings happened or the most recent ones happened, you know, uh, you were seeing within the paranormal niche just on Instagram, for instance, people who talked a lot about the UFO topic all of a sudden being a little more critical of it than they might have been because it was government people coming forward. So mm-hmm. it's, it's been interesting to watch even just in the short term. Yeah. Um, I'll also just, I don't know if this is necessarily related, but I grew up in hurricane alley in central Florida and it always bothered me the way hurricanes were given very like nice, friendly names like Francis and Guinevere and, and Abby. And these are giant, horrible storms that destroy entire towns and, you know, flood things. And I was like, why are we not naming these after like Greek gods or something? I'm a lot more likely to get out of the way if I'm running from, you know, Hurricane Zeus. So I don't know. I don't know if that has something to do, if there's a connection there. I don't know. Yeah. The Junior Mint UFO video is really good. (laughs) That's my favorite. It's so, 
fast. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't, think of, couldn't think of a good way to describe it. <laughs> Great question, Mr. Dollar Store Gloves. Um, Great Another, name. Great I name. love it. That <laughs> cracked me the whole, up. The whole thing across the board was great. <laughs> Everything was good about that. Yes. Please come back every time. Uh, our friend Tyler Hall asks, how come all of the STM bros are 10 out of 10 studs? Oh. <laughs> Beats like, I'm, just, I'm just a middle-aged dad at this point. I, I'm not included in this. I was going to say it just has something to do with Seth's hiring policies. But... <laughs> <laughs> Hire, Hire me several beautiful men. No. Um, if, uh, if you guys would like to uh, learn more about Tyler Hall, maybe come hang out at our live stream tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Just a, just a thought. Just a thought. Uh, question from Grant Rasha again. Will Lyle Blackburn bring his monster sauce to Monster Fest 2024 on June 28th and 29th in Canton, Ohio? Is this Courtney uh, under a pseudonym? I don't I, I, think I, That was so. the first thing I thought was... <laughs> I don't think so. Grant is is here pretty much every week. Grant asks a lot of good questions. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> if so, Courtney's been running a psyop on me for the last seven months. Past so Lyle, Lyle always brings his hot sauce. Whatever. <laughs> to text Courtney right now. Are you running a psyop in yeah. the YouTube chat? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not a euphemism either. He always brings his hot sauce. Yeah, so most most likely, yes, Grant. The hot sauce will be present, mm -hmm. unless it's all stolen or something. I don't know. Yeah, just trying to think of a reason why it wouldn't be. Um, Mr. Dollar Store Gloves, back with another good question. What is your most compelling UFO sighting made by non-military people? Uh, I I love the Cash Landrum encounter. I've always wanted to make a movie out of that. Um, actually, that's that's probably one of my top cases i'd like to make a movie out of um cash landrum and then dan weiss's sighting that opens on the trail of ufos is one of my favorites because i know dan um he's a buddy of mine and he didn't tell that story like like he didn't consider telling that story lightly it took it took some convincing to do um and and so that's that's one that really stands out. Any 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 sighting stories, any UFO sighting stories by people I know, always are going to take the the top of the pile for me because, you know, I I have direct contact with people who've had sightings. I have a really good friend that that was a kid at a teen camp, a church teen camp, who was in his tent one night, got a really weird feeling went outside and this giant craft came over the lake where they were, they were camping. And he, he had a friend who was also with him who can vouch for the story. Um, so that's one that, that stands out. I mean, any, anything by like a personal friend, but the cash landrum story is one of my favorite. The Portage, uh, Portage County UFO chase is like also a dream UFO project of mine. Um, and a, and a really believable, believable sighting story although that's it's police so i guess non-military by the way i i don't want to i'm not down in no way am i downplaying military encounters i just want to make that very clear like 
my dad's a veteran. Um, I, I support our, our armed services and I, I come from a family that of military people. Um, so I take that stuff very seriously. I just wanted to point that out again. Yeah. yeah. With you there. Yeah. How about you, Adam? Yeah. I'm, uh, like Seth personal, uh, personal encounter stories are big. I feel like I always talk about my dad, but he was a, is not, he's still here. I just said he was a, he's, he's not gone, but, um, he, uh, he's, he had a, a, uh, very, um, what's the word? He remembers it vividly, uh, right here where, where I'm at now. Uh, we live next to some big nuclear power plants, uh, as he, when he was growing up, um, seeing a, a, a fireball, uh, in the sky, move over the top of the power plant and then a lot of these smaller things coming out of the bottom while it hovered over the plant and buzzed around the whatever this thing was and then go back up into it and then it you know took off um he has that encounter and then my there was a there was uh an encounter i think it was in south africa maybe um a bunch of school children and on a playground uh, all saw this uh, this thing at the same time. Um, the teachers didn't see it, but then they later brought in, uh, and someone's going to immediately know what I'm talking about and just and and run. I can't remember the uh, I can't remember the, the exact name. Uh, I'm sure it has like a, a case name, but brought in I believe a child psychiatrist afterwards to interview the kids individually, and each kid uh, described the same thing, the same mannerisms of whatever it was that came out of the, this creature that came out of the craft and walked around it gave them all the same message um yeah you know i guess i want to point out that there's a case out of everyone talks about that africa case because south africa because it's it's in one of uh, james fox's movies oh. i think that, i think i think it is if okay. i'm not mistaken that makes um sense. but the one that always stands there's an almost identical case out of point pleasant west virginia during 67 during the Mothman flap, that's that's almost identical. Whole school full of kids, mm -hmm. teachers see this thing, you know, over a school in Point Pleasant. Um, that isn't unheard of. I think um, it's super interesting the connection between mm -hmm. schools. There's there's yeah. there's a a Withville um, UFO sighting uh, similar where where one of these things came over a football game, a high school football game, and, and the entire stadium saw it. So my dad's yeah. friends in school on a school bus, they all remember it. He's talked to each of the, each of the kids that he still has contact with mm -hmm. on a school bus, looked out the window and saw this thing, this sphere, silver thing flying next to the school bus and it followed them. And he's talk to those kids that were on that bus now as adults and they all corroborate the story. It's the same story. They all remember it. They said it, it was a, it impacted them as a, as a child. So the, the idea of, you know, schools and, and like a, the next generation of, I almost said earthlings, <laughs> the next generation on our planet, like the Shaboodlin. <laughs> what was it? I don't remember. But anyway, I'm trying to tell a serious story. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aliens. <laughs> and then here we go. But okay. no, like, I think that stuff's really, that's, that's super interesting. I think Grant, not, uh, um, see 1994, 60 children at, uh, Ariel school in Rua, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the one that I'm, 
I think that's that's the one that I'm thinking of was super interesting. Yeah. And apparently, uh, apparently Grant is not Courtney because Courtney is also here with us tonight. And she says, I am not spamming the chat this time, Aaron. But yes, Monster Fest is awesome. You can bundle tickets with the Kickstarter this year. You can do that. You gone down and did it. You opened up an avenue and here, here it's so coming. Uganda done and did it. You got it. Uganda do it. I don't know. Could still be Courtney. No, just kidding. But. <laughs> um, speaking of Grant, not Courtney, <laughs> I've actually been waiting to to just get this comment on screen. I'm just praying that they don't look like the aliens in Mac and Me. So, that thing is terrifying. Yeah, shout it out in the chat if you remember Mac and Me. I certainly do. I hope everyone does. Seth, you, you know that movie, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mostly because of uh, Paul Rudd playing it on Conan every time he went on. Oh yeah, I, I have oh, vivid man. memories of sitting in front of the TV as a chubby little kid eating uh, ice cream uh, drumstick Sunday cones and watching mm -hmm. it over and over again. And it had some sort of weird hypnotic effect on me. And I would just eat ice cream and watch it over and over. I still remember that whistle. I did the same thing, but I was eating pizza flavored combos. You know, those pretzel pretzel cylinders with the goo in them. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably like Kellogg's or something put that movie out and there was some sort of weird subliminal message in the background. Something's going on there. Investigate Mac and me. Ooh. Uh, and Sean Forker says <laughs> a real housewives of Roswell um, that came in earlier while we were talking about reality shows and the upcoming wave of inevitable paranormal entertainment. So that that might be something. I've been to Roswell. I don't know if any of the housewives there would be interested, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. How much money do the aliens have? That's a very good question. And does it How translate? How much money do they have? Sure. What's the conversion? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a space millionaire, but on Earth, I'm poor. <clears throat> a new show from the Fox Network. Um, <laughs> Mike, Michael Tovar asks, <laughs> Seth, have you interviewed Travis Walton about his abduction or will you? I've been around uh, Mr. Walton twice. Um, the, the first time I, I actually got a chance to spend some time talking to him. Um, I have not interviewed him. I would, I would absolutely love to. We tried to set one up when we were doing on the trail of UFOs out in Arizona because we weren't that far from where he lived. Um, and it briefly looked like we might be able to squeeze him into the shooting schedule. Um, I believe he's up in like snow. Is it snowshoe or snow? snow I, think it is, I think it is snowshoe. I think it's, it's something yeah. like that. Um, Arizona, we were in Phoenix and we were going to swing up that way or down that way whatever it is to interview him it didn't didn't transpire i would love to interview him about it um i don't know if i'll get a, a you know the opportunity but absolutely i'd love to so hopefully maybe maybe grant uh maybe grant rasha is actually travis walton so who knows mm. who knows just kidding but <laughs> so hopefully hopefully um this is uh more of a comment that i really really love Less than, a, less than it is a question, but Marcus Aurelius says, it's, a, it's absurd to think that no other life forms don't exist in just our own galaxy. If another advanced civilization started just 1% sooner than ours, it would make them 450,000 years ahead of us. Ooh. Mm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah, I mean, the, this... I'm not going to do it. The speculative side of this particular subject is what's so fun. I was on uh, Jim Harold's show today, and we were 
we spent a good 15 minutes talking about USOs and undiscovered civilizations under the ocean and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that was the stuff that drew me to these topics when I was a kid and finding books at my grandma's house about the paranormal and watching unsolved mysteries on TV. That, that side of all, all, all of this is what is so fascinating to begin with. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think the speculative aspect is my favorite part because I grew mm -hmm. up on science fiction. And mm -hmm. so then when you, you look through the lens of Star Trek, for example, and what might be going on in the real world. I get super excited about it. Um, but speaking of USOs, uh, BH asks, Seth, are you looking into possibly doing a documentary on USOs, unidentified swimming objects, or the Bermuda Triangle in the future? Uh, we did. We interviewed people during On the Trail of UFOs about USOs. There was supposed to be an entire episode devoted to USOs. We just didn't get to it. So the fact that we didn't get to it in season one means it's probably a safe bet. It will show up in season two coming later this year. We haven't said that officially, was... have we? Okay. No, sorry. <laughs> we have now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Hang on, I've got a title card in here. No, uh, stretch reward for tomorrow. If you want to go ahead and pitch that one out there, yeah, I got a whole bunch of. I actually grouped <clears throat> the announcements for tonight in a separate part of Streamyard because I was so afraid of accidentally clicking. On the wrong one. I don't need to be afraid. Seth will do it for you. <laughs> Uh, tune into tomorrow's live stream, folks, for more information about what Seth just said. Um, <laughs> Tyler Hall is eating Hiles, uh, Lyle's hot sauce with uh, macaroni right now. Picked it up at the Mythical Pizza Shop in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia. So that is where you can get your sauce if Lyle does not have enough Bring for Monster sauce. Fest. Yes. <laughs> Berkeley Springs, West Virginia and Monster Fest. Nowhere else. Um that joke fell flat. Glenn Espel asks, <laughs> any thoughts on what they're calling the squid UFO recently revealed? This came up a little while ago. I, I mean, I saw a very convincing breakdown of this that that um, made me, put me in the mindset that it, it was uh, balloons. Um, I, I forget the guy's name that did the, did the analysis of it, but it was exceptionally believable i mean he had a photo of the balloon cluster and everything down to the little uh thumbnail moon shape aligned with the 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 uh object the squid ufo so that's it's either that or it's the <clears throat> the uh the droid from from star wars oh the imperial probe droid yeah 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 this, the next 10 minutes are just going to be good. <laughs> let's, just make, let's just make probe droid noise. Uh, awesome. <laughs> um, they're on a rebel moon. <laughs> it's funny that we've gone full circle and now we're right back to, you know... <clears throat> Because it was weather balloons for the longest time. And I don't think any of us buy the weather balloon thing most of the time. But maybe the new ones no. are balloon. I don't know. 
Uh, David Otto, squad member, shout out to David, asks, you've covered many abduction stories in the UFO documentaries. Have you found more reports on generations of family getting abducted or more just a single person it happens to? Hmm. I mean, I've only, <clears throat> I've only interviewed a, a couple abduction witnesses, but I did interview a witness, um, and he's in uh, Invasion on Chestnut Ridge, who experienced abduction-like phenomena, who's, it seemed to also travel down to his grandson, um, who he was raising. Um, and so I, I do know that is a thing during the making of On the Trail of UFOs that was frequently brought up, the fact that abduction phenomena seems to be um, generational. Um but I personally have only he. I think he might be the only. There was no. The there, there's there's definitely one in on the trail of UFOs. So there's there's at least two witnesses I've interviewed who've claimed to be abducted who also said that it happened to their children um, or grandchildren. Um, and then there's also. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I've only done like three or four interviews about abductions and, and half of them involve that generational aspect. So I can't speak from a ton of experience just because I don't think I've spoken to enough abduction witnesses or experiencers. But um, that that generational thing is definitely an aspect to it. As a dad, that makes it that makes it more disturbing too, at least for me, like the idea that it's not enough that it's you know, whatever's happening is happening to parents, but then the kids, like the kids are innocent bystanders and all that, regardless of what interaction the, the parent did or did not have with whatever it was. It's just kind of like a being part of a long-term study mm -hmm. doesn't sound like something that I would want to involuntarily allow my kid to be a part of. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's, 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 it's weird in its own way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abduction phenomena is, I think most people would agree, probably the most frightening aspect when you get into talking about alien encounters and potential run-ins with extraterrestrials, you know? Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think that prospect appeals to any of us, but great question, David. Thank you. And thank you for being a part of the squad. That was not meant to sound so sarcastic. We really appreciate you. Um, Kim Jekyll asks, any thoughts, comments, concerns on the aliens that supposedly entered the mall in Miami? This is a fun one. I, I, I saw the photos online and might have read some back and forth on Twitter, but I, I have no opinion. Were these, was this the three guys that looked like they were walking through the door and had, yeah. That was interesting looking. I didn't read into it. I didn't read much about it, but I yeah. did. It goes back to our point. It's being covered, which is, you know, with that, would even these this image get any play, you know, before it became like trendy to to do that or to talk about it? Not saying that it's not something weird because it definitely is weird, but I, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I've read a little bit on this one and I've watched some of the clips and I'm, I think it's just some people. Um, I do. I do think there's room for some speculation. Well, why were there so many police? At the same time, 
I mentioned this earlier. I'm from Central Florida. If you've ever been to Miami, that's why there were so many police. It was Miami. So and just, <laughs> just Florida in general. But um, yeah, the Florida a, man meme exists for a reason. Like there's just weird stuff in in Florida. Yes, I've met Florida man. I've been him. All of that. <laughs> I've been Florida. Florida. <laughs> you don't all, want to know him well. You don't. No stay away from him us but no that's that's a great question kim thanks for bringing that up very much on topic very much uh we do have a fun comment from our squad member je roberts all three of you are interesting to listen to with your serious answers thoughts and comments you're also cracking me up at times ain't nothing wrong with that so thank you thank you je roberts we try to have fun here when we can um i have well i had a question for you that i was going to wrap out the show with uh but uh, can we expect more UFOs from small town monsters in the future? Um, yeah, I know. Seth told me for sure. Yeah, tomorrow night we'll announce uh, at least two of at least a couple new things coming out that involve aerial phenomena. Yeah, phenomena. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a real great time. Mm -hmm. um, Did anyone name that plane that was in that? I know. E fifty one Mustang. You did it. <laughs> you also Just made like the movie, dang it. <laughs> um, no, yes, definitely. Please join us tomorrow for the twenty twenty four Kickstarter live launch stream. We will be talking about a whole bunch of the upcoming projects that we have in the works for you guys, including Lost Contact, the story of the Thomas Mantell incident, uh, possibly the only fatality involving a UFO in u.s history as far as we know um as well as a bunch of other stuff we're going to be on for a couple of hours at least hanging out with you guys we've got a lot of fun fun things to talk about and once again i'm going to shut up before i ruin anything so uh that brings us to the top of the hour guys adam seth thank you so much for coming back great to have you on again thank yep you. thanks for hey thanks for having me of course of sure. course my boss told me I had to. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for coming out. If we missed your question, if we missed a comment, I do apologize. Um, you can catch this show if you are a squad member anytime on YouTube, and you can listen to it on your podcasting platform of choice. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you tomorrow. You've been listening to the Small Town Monsters Broadcasting Network. If you enjoyed this show, consider giving it a like, review, rating, or sharing it with a friend. And be sure to visit smalltownmonsters.com for more info about this and other STM projects.